Hello, this is the fourth podcast of the 15-Minute Ministry. This one is titled, Ignorant and Unlearned. That comes from the King James Bible, Acts chapter 4, verse 13. I like the straightforwardness of the King James Version, and it's not that difficult to understand. The context is after the resurrection of Jesus Christ and after Pentecost, that is, Peter and John had received the Holy Spirit, and they healed a man who had been lame in his feet and ankles from birth. This miracle got the attention of the religious leaders, and they questioned Peter as to by what power or authority he was able to do this. This is the answer Peter gave. He said, You rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the lame man, by what means he is made whole, be it known to you all and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him does this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Verse 13, Now when they, that is the religious leaders, saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. The New English Bible says they were untrained laymen, like most of us. But they, the religious leaders, took knowledge of Peter and John that they had been with Jesus. So like Peter and John, we may also be untrained laymen and women, or even children, but if we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that God raised him from the dead, then we receive the Holy Spirit, and we know Jesus personally, like they did. So it was by resurrection power, that is the same power of God that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, that made them able to perform a miracle like this. So the point of this sharing is getting to know Jesus more and more personally, being taught and led by the indwelling Holy Spirit. This isn't to discount all the wonderful preachers and teachers we have, you know, just enormously knowledgeable scholars of ancient history and of Greek and Hebrew and Aramaic and ancient culture. But God also has an individual curriculum for each one of us. And we learn it by our own Bible study. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four Gospels, are a wonderful way to get better acquainted with Jesus, reading about his earthly ministry, and by becoming more in tune with that indwelling Holy Spirit that leads us and teaches us. I'd like to read from the book of 1 John chapter 2, starting in verse 26. This is a warning against being deceived or believing lies or false doctrines the outside of God's truth. Verse 26, These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. Verse 27, But the anointing, that's the Holy Spirit, which you have received of him abides in you, and you need not that any man teach you, But as the same anointing teaches you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. 
I'd like to go to the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 13. This is Jesus during his earthly ministry giving instructions to his disciples that after his death and resurrection, the Holy Spirit would come to teach and guide them. John 16:13 says, When he comes, who is the Spirit of truth, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but will tell only what he hears, and will make known to you the things that are coming. Next, I'd like to go to the book of Ephesians, chapter 4. And this is in the context of learning from leaders, that is, men and women who are called and anointed by God to serve as apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. So this is about feeding, so to speak, on good teaching. Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 13. So shall we all at last attain to the unity inherent in our faith and our knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood measured by nothing less than the full stature of Christ. We are no longer to be children tossed by the waves and whirlwind, about by every fresh gust of teaching, dupes of crafty rogues and their deceitful schemes. No, let us speak the truth in love, so shall we fully grow up into Christ. So over time we grow in more and more into the ways of Jesus Christ and more and more out of our old ways. I'd like to end in John chapter 10. This is a wonderful passage about Jesus Christ as the Good Shepherd. And we're the sheep of his pasture. He knows our names and we know his voice. Chapter 10, verse 1. I'm reading from the New English Translation. In truth I tell you, in very truth, the man who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs up some other way is nothing but a thief or a robber. The man who enters by the door is the shepherd in charge of the sheep. The doorkeeper admits him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought them all out, he goes ahead, and the sheep follow because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger. They will run away from him because they do not recognize the voice of strangers. This was a parable that Jesus told them, but they did not understand it, what he meant by it. So Jesus spoke again, In truth, in very truth I tell you, I am the door of the sheepfold. The sheep paid no heed to any who came before me, for these were all thieves and robbers. I am the door. Anyone who comes into the fold through me shall be safe. He shall go in and out and find pasturage. Verse 10. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they may have life and have it in all its fullness. There's kind of a popular or New Age notion, at least around where I live, that there's no such thing as evil, that it's all a deception. And that is a big deception. That is a lie. We don't have to go very far to see that killing, stealing, and destruction take place all around this world where we live. But in contrast to that, Jesus said, I am come that they may have life 
and have it in all its fullness. So again, like it says in verses 9 and 10, in Jesus' sheepfold, in Jesus' pasture, we have safety, provision, and fullness of life. So I'd like to end with a prayer. Father God, I just ask you that we can turn off noise and distraction to be able to hear and perceive the voice and the leading of the Good Shepherd and follow. In Jesus' name, amen.